0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that is fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and, of course, the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and you know it. Now more than ever, freedom! It's so important. If we don't fight for it, who's going to? If you are a new listener, welcome aboard. I am so glad that you found this pi- podcast. Good Lord, I'm already on the struggle bus. Um, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That way you never miss a new episode. I try to get them out there every Monday, Wednesday, and Fun Day Friday. Um, also, you, if you are a, a, a long-time listener, you already know how to get hold of me. You can catch me over on Instagram at LadyDevilDogUSMC as well as my backup account, uh, ConservativeMamaPodcast. I've been spending a little bit more time on that one. Um, I don't know. I just feel like maybe I should, right? It really should be the primary. Whatever reason, it isn't. Um, But I really should work on that one a little bit more, right? And of course, if you would like to email me... You can always email me at conservativemamapodcast at gmail dot com. I'm also thinking about rejoining Parlor. Um, I didn't realize I was not joined on Parlor, but um, after a while, I have checked back in and I got to log back in. So I guess that's a good sign. Um, I'm told it's up and running, but I have not witnessed that because I've not been able to get in. So it's weird. Anywho, that's enough about that. It is, of course, June 14th, Monday. Ugh, Monday, Monday. And I'll tell you what, this has been a Monday. Um, Some of you already know I work in environmental health and safety. Um, That is my title. It is hilarious because... I uh, don't do really any one of those jobs. (laughs) I actually do kind of a hybrid form of industrial hygiene, but um, because EHS is often filled with a bunch of gypsies who salary hop from business to business, I have frequently been the only EHS member at my um, work, and so I've learned a lot of safety as time goes along. I've been in this role for seven years, but I've been at the company nine, so... I've been here a while. Um, that being said, today here in town, not in town, I'm sorry, um, in the town just north of us, about 12 miles away, we had every safety person's nightmare. Um, a chemical plant went up in flames today. Thankfully, and thanks be to God, the 70 employees who were on site at the time got out of the building. No lives were lost again. Thanks be to God. That is the greatest news anybody could hear. Everybody made it safely out. It started right around 7-ish this morning. Um and by 7:30 this thing was an inferno. Um I live 12 miles south of that and the smoke plume was covering my town. We have ash from This fire it was falling into our yards. Um, it was sort of ridiculous, the whole thing. Um, the fire was just absolutely burning out of control. So my heart goes out to all of the people. I have no idea how many people were employed by this uh, industry. It's Chemtool Inc. in Rockton, Illinois. Um, and uh, if you guys could say a prayer for all of the employees who just lost their jobs today. Um, Quite literally, their jobs went up in flames. Um, It's tragic. This area that I am in um, is really kind of a a manufacturing zone. We don't have a lot of manufacturing businesses left. And so the areas have not really figured out how to reinvent themselves into something not manufacturing. I know, it's not really a word, but it is tonight. So people, um, when the, when manufacturing businesses leave our area, um, it really impacts the folks in the 815. So I feel so bad for them. I have no idea, like I said, how many people are employed by this, um, company, but, just knowing tonight that so many people are sitting in their homes um, wondering what to do next. A lot of people were evacuated. Um, you know, when a chemical plant starts to burn, there's a lot of things at play here. Um, one of those things, of course, being the uh, toxic fumes produced by the fire. Chemicals, you know, react very differently from um, other combustibles like, you know, cardboard and uh, pallets and so on and so forth, um, so they can often emit noxious fumes, which can be transported by the wind and cause you know respiratory issues. Um, you know so hopefully those people who are evacuated are now somewhere safe and their homes are safe. This area is awful um, right now because it's very, very dry. We have not had enough rain. To um, you know, make the ground green. It's mostly brown. It's it's really the uh, any public area right now. The grass is essentially dead. Um, so we're very fortunate. I didn't hear any reports of um, spot fires taking effect. So that's good. I didn't hear any reports of house fires as you know, heated debris was falling um in that 1 mile radius for sure where they evacuated but um anywhere else I didn't hear any of that so thanks be to god for that um people's angels were definitely looking out for them today so like I said if you guys could send a prayer up to the workers at the Chemtool Inc plant um there's a lot of people who are out of work tonight um, and maybe facing some hardships, maybe they just got back to work. Um, I don't really know anything about the plant, so I don't know if they were shut down for covid um last year or whatnot. So for all I know, I mean what you know they could be returning back to work only to have this happen. It sounds like it was an accident. Um, I didn't hear any details yet as to how it happened. Uh, I do feel bad for the owners of this company because the fire is only one aspect. The EPA, of course, is going to jump in here. And of course, there's going to be an OSHA investigation. And and for those of you who don't understand the EPA or OSHA, um, because hopefully you've not had any experience with either one of them, um, they don't produce anything. Um, they make their money through fines. And so you better believe there are going to be some hefty fines coming down on um, Chemtool. I I think it would be a miracle if this company were to reopen. It's a total loss. The building was completely devastated. Um, The likelihood of this company, um, I don't know, fixing itself uh, and coming back is pretty much unlikely. It's very unlikely. By the time all of the, the fees and the fines and you know, the damage and all of this stuff is paid out. Um, I would be very surprised if this came back and was an industry here in the area. I just, I don't foresee this happening. I think it's going to be a total loss all the way around. So my heart really does go out to the folks. Um, And God bless the, the firefighters and the police officers. I know it's super hip to denounce the police and defund the police but the police were on site and they were evacuating people from their homes they were out there risking their own lives you know they didn't you know have to show up but they did it's you know obviously it's their job but they could have just said no not today but they showed up and they were you know evacuating people and the fire department they were there and of course of course they were there um You know, so they said it was so hot that it was melting the paint off the fire trucks. Um, The neighborhood kids were over this morning as I was trying to work. And they were asking some questions, you know, why aren't the fire trucks closer? Well, because it's very, very hot. And the firefighters don't have any idea uh, what is inside this building. They don't know where the explosion risks are. Will it explode up or will it explode out? They don't know this, and is and then they were like, "Well, how come they're not putting water on the fire?" Well, because there are a lot of chemicals out there that react very, very badly when you um, hit them with water. Uh, So a lot of times, what you see in a chemical fire, um, you can't put it out with water. You you have to let it burn. Um, or you have to use some kind of uh, foam or fire retardant. There's just no other way of doing it. So they did let it burn. It was the safest way, um, which of course consumed the entire building, but they did let it burn. Um, Their other issue was, you know, of course they were afraid of the runoff because the river is right there. Um, It's not right next to it. It's a couple hundred feet away, um, but you know, they do have to worry about the chemicals and the fire and and all that, um, you know, affluence hitting the water and contaminating the water source. So lots of issues, lots of issues. Um, They said that the cloud of smoke could be seen as far north as Waukegan, maybe even further up than that. Um, That's up by Milwaukee, I think. Um, So that's pretty far, actually. If you were to drive from here, it's about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes, um, give or take. And then, you know, as far south as Dixon, DeKalb area. So this really was um, quite the catastrophe. Okay. So, all of that to say that this was a heck of a Monday, heck of a Monday, and some people had a Monday or Monday a year, Monday ear, Monday. I don't know. <laughs> they had a worse Monday than other people. Okay, moving on. Have you guys heard of this critical race theory? I'm sure you have. Um, if you haven't, this is the ludicrous. Uh, liberal radicalism that they want to introduce into our public school systems um, to really focus children on race for whatever reason um, and to really kind of underline the um the opposite of martin luther king's content of character. Um, obviously they want to go in the other direction with it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read to you a definition that um, is by uh, Britannica. So, um, you know, take it for what it's worth. But this is the Britannica definition of critical race theory. Hang on. All right. It says critical race theory is an intellectual movement. That's debatable. An intellectual movement and loosely organized framework of legal analysis based on the premise that race is not a natural biologically grounded feature of, physical, of physically distinct subgroups of human beings, but a socially constructed, culturally invented category that is used to oppress and exploit people of color. That doesn't even make sense. That whole definition just reeks of racism. It's, it's a way of getting away with it. So my question is this. I actually have a few questions. One, liberals. What level of lack of self-awareness do you have to reach where you honestly believe that teaching children in public school, children who on average don't usually even see race. Have you ever been to a public playground where children are playing? The white kids don't stick with white kids. The black kids don't stick with black kids. The Mexican kids don't stick out with Mexican kids. That's the beauty of childhood. That's the beauty of children They get to the playground, and if there's other kids, their eyes light up, and they all jump in the game. Sure, some kids don't want to play with other kids for whatever reason. Kids are children. I mean, they're just, they got reasons, right? They might be like, eh, that person's kind of a weirdo. Maybe they're a bit of a loner. Maybe they're, you know, an introvert. They don't want to play with other kids, and their mom dragged them to the park for some social activities. I don't know. But on average, kids will play with kids. They do not care what color, what ethnicity, what gender that other kid is. They just want to play. They want to go down the slide. They want to do the monkey bars. They want to act like kids. They don't want this critical race garbage. So you're going to put them in a classroom and you're going to tell all the white kids that they need to be ashamed of themselves because of themselves. Listen to me. English lit major. <laughs> Who are you? That they need to be ashamed of themselves because of the color of their skin for which they have absolutely no control over. No control. You have as much control over the color of your skin as you do the shape of the snowflakes coming out of the sky in the wintertime, which is none. You have no control over that. No control. But they have to hate themselves Because they are inherently racist. And if you don't believe them, you're definitely racist. And black children, the message that gets fed to black children is that they're not good enough as they are. Oh, no, no, no. You're not good enough as you are. You are held back. You are oppressed. You just don't even know it. You're oppressed by these white kids over here. It doesn't matter if you were playing on the playground with them like 15 minutes ago. Those white kids were oppressing you. You'll never be anything successful because of white kids. What? Never mind the fact that we have countless successful black Americans. Countless. We had a black president, for crying out loud. What are you talking about Liberals, Like what kind of lack of self-awareness do you have to have where you tell everyone around you that they're racist because they don't buy into this trash and yet because all you seem to see is color, you don't seem to see that maybe the problem, the racist is you? That's weird. Talk about gaslighting. Good grief. Another question I have is parents. If you've got a child, especially in a public school district, because I don't know how much of this is happening in the um, private schools. So I'm going to tackle the public schools because, you know, this is usually where these things erupt. If you are not invested in your child's school, if you are not going to the board meetings, if you are not going to the parent-teacher conferences, if you are not going to the home and school meetings, You have no idea, really, what's being taught to your children. You ever wonder how we got this far along with so many young people who are so pro-socialist? You ever wonder how the hell that came about? It's because we as parents dropped the ball. We allow ourselves to get so busy and wrapped up in work. And don't get me wrong, work is busy. You know, there used to be a time where where mom and dad, or mom or dad or whoever, could come home and work stayed at work. You didn't have a a work phone. You didn't have email. You didn't have things that you felt obligated to check at ten o'clock at night before you went to bed at Five o'clock, you clocked out of the office and you were done until the next day. And guess what? The world continued to function. As a matter of fact, we moved into the 21st century. We've got more tech at our fingertips than we have ever had historically in human history. And we're miserable. We're miserable. We are constantly at the leash of our employer. We didn't sign up for that. When you take a job, you didn't you didn't on average take a job to be um, you know, an employee 24/7. Well, you got to be accessible 24/7. No, I don't. My salary doesn't reflect the fact that I'm getting paid to be on call 24/7. I'm just not. My salary doesn't look like that. There are of course profession professions Um, that do require you to do this. But if you're not in that profession, hang up the phone. So parents, if you are not invested in your child's education, you are not going to the board meetings, you're not going to the parent-teacher, you're not going to the home and school, how do you know for sure what those kids are being taught? How do you know? Do you know? Are you talking to your kids at dinner time? You know, it's kind of a novel idea There are are a whole lot of families out there that don't have supper together for whatever reason. Maybe they're busy. Maybe there's extracurricular activities. Maybe, you know, it's a split family. Who knows? The dinner table, the dinner, gosh, I'm on the struggle bus. I can't even talk tonight. I should have had a truly hard seltzer. (laughs) Ha ha, in black cherry. Delicious. All right, that's enough shout outs for that. The dinner table is the perfect place to sit and talk with your children. Find out what they're learning in school. Find out what's going on in their lives. Find out who their friends are. Talking to each other. It sets them up for success and successful communication later in their life. But if you're not invested, you don't know. You don't know what's going on and what's being taught. And if you don't know what's being taught, when these things come down the pike, And all of a sudden they want to throw critical race theory on your child's curriculum and teach your child what a racist, bigoted piece of crap they are. Or if you are, you know, black or if you are Hispanic or Latino, you know, how oppressed you are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much or how hard you work or how well you do in school. You will always be oppressed. You will never be, and then fill in the blank. And it's all fallacy. It's all lies. It's all lies. Who the heck wants to tell that to children? Who, te- who wants to tell them that? You can't be president because you're black. Weird, because we had a black president. Huh, that's odd. You can't be attorney general. Really? We got an attorney general. Seriously? <laughs> you can't be a judge because you're, you're Hispanic. Are you kidding me? You can't be a senator. Are you serious? You can't be a congressperson. You can't be a a, uh, a cop or a business owner or an entrepreneur. You can't be any of those things. You, what? But we have plenty of examples. Why are we teaching critical race theory at all? No one should be teaching this. It's just trash and it's all lies. And that's what they want to fill the heads of our youth with so that they hate themselves and they hate this country. It's disgusting. It's disgusting, but if parents, if you aren't invested, if you aren't going to these meetings, and if you're not standing up to the school board, don't be afraid because you're afraid to talk in front of people. No, that's no excuse. That's no excuse. You had to take speech class in high school. You know you did. Yes, sometimes talking in front of people is nerve-wracking, but remember that that board that's sitting there are elected buffoons. Those public school teachers who want to indoctrinate your children your tax dollars pay their salaries they work for you sweetheart mama get up there and defend your children get off your butt because you i'm too afraid to talk get up to that microphone and give them a piece of your mind not in my school not in my school district or we're going to find a way to withhold our taxes and you're not getting anything from us Fight back, or they are going to poison your children. my father always used to say when I was young, um, and I figured out what he meant uh, because at the time when you're young you don't you don't really realize what your parents are saying, like they might be very wise, but you don't get it because you're young, and um parents are old, and you just can't hear it. <laughs> my dad always used to say, um, school was essentially a babysitting service, and I was like no dad we go to school like we're learning some stuff right I don't know what I learned I literally forgot all of it um (laughs) but as I'm an adult now with a school-age daughter and eventually a school-age son um I realized what he meant by that and it's true it's true kids are in school for like eight hours a day just long enough for Mom or Dad or both to be at work, you got after school care, you got before school care lots of time for them to indoctrinate your children into whatever kind of agenda they have in mind. That's plenty of time as a matter of fact it's it's very very marxist um and I'm not saying school itself is Marxist, but it's you know when they are Marxists, it's a great way to indoctrinate children into socialism and where they come out of school going, hey, look, socialism is a great idea. We just haven't tried it before. We haven't tried true socialism. I don't know, folks. Um, If you're not invested, these are the things that, that happen. And we've been asleep at the wheel. Don't sit there. That might hurt. That may sting. But you know what? We've been asleep at the wheel. Gen X. Boomers, we have been asleep at the wheel because this has been happening on our watches. Boomers, Gen X, we can't blame the millennials for this. The millennials with their cockamamie socialistic ideas, we can't blame them for that. When we weren't invested as parents we can't blame the generation that came behind us who got indoctrinated. We we can't blame them. They didn't know. And if we weren't paying attention, why is it their fault? We it's our job to educate them. Millennials, some of you are at the older side of things. You're you're at the, the beginning of the millennial movement. So you guys are having kids. Wake up. Get involved. Don't let your children become little Marxists. There's nothing cute about that. So this whole critical race theory, I think, is disgusting. I think, you know, I am absolutely sick and tired of being told by people who hate me because of the color of my skin that I'm the racist. I'm, being, I'm so tired of listening to lunatic liberals and leftists all over, media, media, whether it's mainstream or social, rail like crazy people about how I'm a white supremacist because I believe in God, country, and family, and not necessarily in that order. Because I have values, because I believe in Christ, because I want to be a good wife and a mother, and I don't want to raise children who want to... Mooch off the welfare system and just, you know, be sitting around all the day, all time? All the time? I, don't, I don't subscribe to that. I'm tired of it. And how come? What about the black people who also don't value the narrative? What about, what about you know, there are black conservatives. There are black um, folks who absolutely don't agree with critical race theory at all. They don't teach their children that. Believe it or not, leftists, they don't teach their children that. It may come as a surprise to you that um, not all black kids come from broken homes. That might come as a surprise to you liberals. How racist are you? I mean, if that shocks you, maybe you're the racist. You don't get to pick and choose what background these kids are from and then tell them that they'll never be anything because they're oppressed you don't know their background you don't know I mean there are how many people from the islands they may look black but they're they're not they're for, you know I mean you don't know their background how dare you and then you're gonna tell them that they're oppressed by whom The oppressor is you. You're the ones pushing this cockamamie garbage. You're the oppressor. That has nothing to do with white or black or or Hispanic or anything. It has everything to do with ignorance and some type of insane megalomania where you think that the only way that you can continue on this power kick that you're on is by putting other people down and teaching their children to hate their country, hate themselves, hate the kids sitting next to them. No, no thank you. We're tired of your garbage. We're tired of your crap. So you know what? I challenge everybody to this. Fight back. Take the language back. You know what? If they want to, uh, if they want to call us names and, and, you know, they want to say, oh, you know, you're an anti-vaxxer because, you know, you don't want the COVID vaccine. How about we just call them, uh, you know, COVID Nazis or, you know, the critical race theory. Oh, you guys are a bigot because, you know, you don't believe in critical race theory. Well, you know, you're a racist because you do. I mean, throw it right back in their face. Fight back. I wish I could say that that was my idea, but it wasn't. Actually, Dan Bongino had got to it before I did um, when he had said... He wasn't talking about critical race theory. Um, He was talking about COVID, I think. And um, he said, you know, fight back with the language. I've said it before on this podcast. Fight back with the language. They want to call you names. You know what? It's time to start slinging mud. And, you know, I was talking um, today... uh, to someone on, um, on Instagram. I'm not sure if she wants me to shout her out. Um, but another great idea, especially women, especially talking to you here. So ears, um, show up at these rallies. You want to push back on these liberals, make them eat their words. I thought, you know, for instance, the Women's March. Really? I thought all women were welcome. So you better show up. Show up in your your pro-Second Amendment hat and your All Baby Lives Matter t-shirts. Show up, Mama. And when they start to push back, throw that feminism crap right back in their face. Throw it in their face. Make them eat their own words. Oh, but I thought, I thought, believe her. Remember the Me Too movement? (laughs) Remember? Oh, but not me. You're not gonna... No, no. So believe all women, but just not those women. Liars. Make them eat their own words. You know why? A, because it's fun. But B, because there are people in that audience, there are young, impressionable people in that audience in those marches that... um, haven't fully subscribed to the feminazi garbage that haven't fully subscribed to uh this ideology but they're just uncertain and afraid and uneducated that there is another way especially uh if they're you know young college age you know women they've been told their whole lives you know that It's my body, my choice. You know, babies are a parasite. Uh, Guns are evil. Blah, 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 blah. They've been told their whole lives. So stand up and educate them. And the more we show up in force, I'm like, look, I don't need your stupid pink hat. I don't need to be validated by you. I'm already validated by Christ. He died in the cross for me. What do I need your opinion for? I don't. Step and when they start to scream and, and rail, oh, you know, guns and blah, blah, blah. Really? bet you anything if, if things got real right here on the street, you'd be calling 911 real quick, wouldn't you, Karen? Can't defund the police and also call the police when things get real. At least eat your hypocrisy or own it. Just saying. Okay. So the whole critical race theory is complete trash. Um, But you know what? It's going to worm its way into school systems if you don't do your part and get in there. And young people, too. This can actually wind up in your college classrooms and on your campuses as well. All right. I had, I, like I said, I got an English lit degree. We talked about modernism and postmodernism and blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell you what, they didn't always love me in those classes because <laughs> I, don't, I don't subscribe to this crap. I wasn't as vocal back then. I wasn't as certain back then. But I knew when I heard something that I felt was total trash, I was like, no, this is stupid. It is a stupid idea written by somebody who hates their lives and probably lives with 32 cats and is miserable and alone and wonders why, and so they just repeat the cycle. You know, when your professors throw a fit, it's okay. Maybe remind them that their salary is paid for by you. And that actually they're working for you. You didn't ask them what their political opinion was. You didn't ask to be indoctrinated. You asked them to teach a subject that they're supposed to be an expert about. And if they can't do that without political bias, maybe they shouldn't be teaching there. And then you get together. You can form groups. You can form conservative groups. You can form young women's groups. You can form young men's groups. You can form alternative lifestyle Groups You can form any kind of group you want. And that's another thing. Why do alternative lifestyle individuals have to be liberal? You mean to tell me that there is not any gay or lesbian or, you know, whatever patriots? There's, you know, that they all hate America. They're all raging lunatics that want to dress up like, you know, a freak show in San Francisco and parade around in front of children. They're all like that. Baloney baloney. And if you think that way, you might be the problem. There are gay patriots. There are lesbian patriots. There are trans patriots. Just because they live an alternative lifestyle does not make them instant liberals or insta-leftist. It's not like instant mashed potatoes. You don't just dump a packet of rainbows into a pot of boiling water and get a liberal. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. They have the right to think for themselves and have their own opinions. Just like white people, just like black people, just like Hispanic people, just like Jewish people, just like Muslim people, gay people, Alternative lifestyle people, everybody has the right to form their own opinion and think for themselves. They don't have to prescribe to a frickin' narrative simply because the big three cities want them to believe one way or the other. So get rid of the critical race theory. If it's on your college campuses, force it out. Force it out. Stop taking the classes. Go to the the section heads and say, no, this is trash. Go to the dean of students. Take it wherever you have to. Put it in the newspaper. You know what? Social media. Shame them. That's what they would do to you. Shame them until they have to take it down. It's pretty effective. Okay. I'm not talking about doxing people. I'm talking about publicly... Oops, I bumped my son's toy. So if you heard that, that creepy background thing, that was actually a baby toy. My house is not haunted. Okay, folks, I know we went over, but I think it's important, the critical race theory. It's not just in the K through 12. It's also hitting at the college campuses. So you've got to be aware, but you've also got to be involved. If you're not going to be involved, you are going to be indoctrinated or your children are going to be indoctrinated. And we don't want that. We don't want that. It's a disgusting, disgusting narrative that should never see the light of day. No child should ever be told that they are less than anyone else. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what sex they are. I don't care. You live in the United States of America. You have the opportunity to come from nothing. You have the opportunity to come from the hood, from the Bronx from, you know, Harlem, from, you know, inner L.A. You have the ability to come from Cabrini Green in Chicago and make yourself into a multimillionaire or successful individual. Because Americans, true Americans, don't care what color you are. We don't care. We don't care if you live an alternative lifestyle. We don't care if you're, you're ethnic. We don't care. If you do good, you know, you're successful. We're all successful. That's what we care about. If you're successful, we're all successful. Hey, more power to you. You want to buy that giant-ass boat? Buy the boat. You can afford it. Have at it. Don't let this critical race theory take off in your school districts or your college campuses. Do not let it get a foothold. We've got to fight back. This is absolutely disgusting. What's next? What's next? We're already imposing self-segregation. I mean, it's, they, they're selling it under this, this guise of sexy. Isn't it sexy? Harvard can now have black graduation graduation. Harvard. Nothing says oppression like Harvard. Just saying, folks. We don't believe in this. This isn't what we are as Americans. We're united under one flag. It shouldn't be taught in the military either. So if you're a military member, hell no. It's a little bit harder to fight back against that, I understand. But it helps when you write your senators and congressmen. Get them involved. Just saying. Just saying. The hires up, they tend to listen when Congress comes down or the Senate comes down. Just saying. But it is more difficult. You don't have to subscribe to that. When I was in the military, we didn't see each other's color. We saw patriots. We saw fellow Americans. And we saw people just sweating it out in the desert because they never sent us anywhere nice. <laughs> All right, folks, have a wonderful Monday, and I will talk to you again on Wednesday. Who knows? Maybe I'll be drinking. I don't know. I think it's a new thing. Who knows? Okay, so as always, stay deplorable, patriots. Love and God bless. And I am going to catch you on Wednesday. Have a great evening. <laughs>